Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's your motherfucking Ten, darling, we're back. Yes, wait, look. You see how ten I am? Baby. I am ten. Come and on, L. You almost the color as me when he ten. <laughs> I'm like, woo. I'm like, yes. It looks good. Bronze goddess, baby. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just came back from St. Thomas. Um, and so I was in the sun, on the beach, in the water. It was so amazing. If you're ever in St. Thomas, go to Megan's Bay. It is one of the most beautifulest beach I have ever seen. Even like, it's just so fire. <laughs> like it's it was just, better than Hawaii. Certain things were better than Hawaii. So, like, it's this, it's this big ass mountain that's like, like wrapped around this bay like it's this the island is wrapped around the bay so it's like you see like the ocean over here but it's all these it's the island wrapped around you so it's it looks like something off of fucking um like some pretty ass elven harbor from Lord of the Rings or something. Yes. <laughs> it, looks, it looks, it's so pretty and beautiful. And then the water is so beautiful and blue. Now that's a different in Hawaii. The water was clearer. Like it was more clear, just as blue, but clear. Hawaii was, you can see shit swimming in, um, in real clearly in Hawaii, but in St. Thomas, you can see through it, but it was kind of uh, not as clear as Hawaii. So the land around the water looked amazing in in Megan's Bay, but in Hawaii, um, cause you, I went there in, when did I go to Hawaii? In a year? 1918? Mm -hmm. I think it was 19. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, and so, it just is that's the difference. Both of them were beautiful in their own unique way, but it just feels like this one was just so amazing. 
but why it was amazing, another element of why it was amazing is because the animals are so used to people being there that they are super close to you. Like in the water, like the fish and shit is on your legs. Like you can bump into them because they're so used to people being there that they're not scared. <laughs> wow. That's so the just, just running through your legs like it's no tea. I'm I, my toenails was white, so I, I seen one trying to nibble at my toes thinking that it was food. <laughs> <laughs> And you just see it, but the but the gag was there was this pelican, and it was stalking the water, and so it will it will fly it will fly up in the air, flat 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 flat, and then super super fast glide across the beach and then hit a hit a L, and dip into the water and catch the fish to eat it. And it's like right, like fish right by us, like fucking 10, 10 feet uh, away. <laughs> like yeah. it ain't even really worried about us. It don't come like directly by us, like touching us, but like 15 feet away is catching fish and then it'll come up and grab the fish and I mean, grab the fish in the water and come up with the fish in his mouth and shake it and swallow it down. And we like right there looking at this bitch do this. <laughs> 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 you like, man, she's not giving a fuck. She was like, ain't nobody worried about y'all. Girl, she was like, oh, welcome to breakfast. <laughs> right. Y'all gonna sit here and watch me eat. And she would get, so she would duck down in the water and then she'll be floating in the water. Why am I calling her she? I don't know. I'm genderizing her. <laughs> but she, uh, she keeps she's like floating like a little like a little ducky and then she'll fly out the water flap 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 and then she'll she'll go to the 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 sandy part where the sand is of the beach and she's gliding like this and then once she sees some fish in the water she says Doop, boom and hit the water right by us and she she never went by anybody else it was just by us I guess because we were attracting the fish or whatever I don't know what was happening but honey she said boom and but snatch them fish right up, baby, and gobble them down. <laughs> oh, y'all want to look at fish? Okay. Oh, y'all want to show? Because at first she had did it by one of the, she had did it by this white lady. And the white lady was scared. <laughs> so she was like, oh, she don't like my show. She said, I'm going to come over here with the black girls. They know what the tea is. <laughs> and she tips around and she just start doing it right by us. Boom, 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 boom. It was so amazing. So beautiful. So clean. It was, The beach wasn't crowded. Because we asked people, like, what's the beaches that all the tourists don't go to that we can go to and chill where it's not a million people? And they were like, Oh, go to Megan's Bay. Go to Brewers, Brewers Bay. Da, 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 da. So we went to two different beaches, and Megan's and Brewers. Brewer was beautiful too, but not as beautiful and upkept as um, Megan's Bay. So if you're ever in St. Thomas, go to Megan's Bay. Yes. You don't need a uh, passport, right? Huh? You don't need a passport for you. No, US, not right? in the areas that we went to. You need a passport to go to certain parts of the Virgin Islands because 
Oh, you know, because of colonization, Britain owns some of the islands. <laughs> oh. So you need a passport to go to those. But the ones that America owns because of colonization, <laughs> we um, you can go there without a passport. All you need, they have, you know, COVID rules. You just got to take a COVID test and you can go there. And it's what, if you, what if you what if you fail it? Oh, you can't go. You can't go. Yeah, they'll be like, die. <laughs> or <go laughs> yeah, or go quarantine, but I'm pretty sure they ain't gonna want you over there after you die. No, they're gonna be like, no, thanks, baby. You can't come in. Sorry. Like, you literally can't. You can't even come without their little, without the little green. Once you submit your information, it's this thing that turns green or red. <laughs> and if it's green, you can come in. If it's red, no, thank you, baby. Stay, stay where you at with your things. Got <laughs> you yeah, with your little viruses. Um, <laughs> because like it would be devastating for yeah. like an island to have a pandemic. Yeah, I'm sure they ha were affected by it, but I'm sure they shut down too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else did we do? Took a lot of amazing pictures. We were staying in an Airbnb villa. The only negative is we were going to rent a car, but they drive on the left side of the road, like in Britain. <laughs> and so we were like, eh. <laughs> no no thank you and and they don't have ubers and lyfts so them motherfucking taxis is taxing you baby <laughs> they were they wanted their coin baby and they know you're not from here they like hey how else you gonna get around <laughs> here's here's my rate what's the tea <laughs> are, are you going to walk yeah you know where you're going right <laughs> and you can't walk because where we was at we were up in the fucking mountains baby and so it was like fucking steep as roads, winding roads and deers and shit. No, thank you. No, we're not driving in this. <laughs> but other than that, it was good. How was y'all week? What's my week? My week, my, my week. My week was very, very, very um, progressive, positive. And um, accomplishing. Oh, I ain't do much, but I feel like I I would I got out. I, I I just feel like I had like motivation to do a lot of like get up early and just do things that I usually don't do. Mm -hmm. I really like your hair. I really like what you did with your hair. It's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. This is the first time I ever like did any like waves and stuff. waves. It's so pretty. Thank you. She was yeah. like, she was like, I because I wanted it long straight. That's what I always do. And she was like, uh, uh, we're gonna do you some waves. <laughs> yes, honey, give it body. You can wrap it and get it bone straight anytime. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, I love it, love it, love it. Well, you look beautiful, darling. Thank you. What about you, you Are you? I heard you was looking for furniture. Yes, um, it's about that time that we definitely get some new furniture. Um, uh -oh. What I've been up to this week? Nothing working. Nothing at all. I'm supposed to have a new supervisor in my job, and basically, it's a lot of drama with that. So that's been fun being in the middle of it because I kind of got a promotion in the process. 
Oh, good. So, yeah, so everybody kind of just both people that's supposed to be the supervisor keep venting to me about the other person and how they just got their drama and they just can't agree with shit. And that's been fun. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> other than that, um, not shit. Just mind my business as usual. Mm. Not a drama. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love a non-dramatic ass fucking week. We love it. Right. Exactly. You right, know, some people who like live for drama, like they can't it just don't feel normal if they ain't in some shit. Oh, I live for drama. I just don't want the drama that I'm in. I want the drama. I, w- I, w- I want you. I want to watch your drama. <laughs> I want to see what's the drama going on in your life. <laughs> Not mine. No. I just want to see. Hey, I don't want to be a part of it, but I love the gossip and see what the what's going on, girl. What's the drama, honey? <laughs> oh, no, they didn't. I want to be that girl where I can go home <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> All right, I feel you. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Oh, now listen, I know. What is basic trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. What's basic <laughs> for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. Trans 101. Yeah. Look, nationwide, there are more than 240 anti-LGBT bills under consideration in the state legislature. Of those, more than 115 directly target transgender people. A third of that 115 are bills that would strip transgender youth of life-saving medical recommended health care. This is a part of a nationally funded and coordinated attack on vulnerable transgender youth. It's nothing more than singling out and harming vulnerable kids as a political strategy. Think about that. That's just targeting and harming children just to get politically ahead. They're fucking trash. So there are two types of bills that they seem to be using as a tactic. One, that is about the sports ban. We've already talked about that on the show, but I really want to delve into the second type, which is the ban on medical care, which would criminalize or otherwise ban age appropriate, evidence based, private, life saving care for transgender youth. Around the country, capitals are brimming with misinformation about who trans youth are and what their medical care looks like. Don't believe them when they say some bullshit where they are trying to scare you. The care that these kids are given is backed by every credible medical association in the country. It is thoughtful, it is deliberate, and it has been proven again and again to save lives. But these stupid-ass conservative lawmakers want you to strip away life-saving care 
to intrude on the expertise of doctors, intrude on the expertise of other medical professionals in the state, to step in to private families matters and take away kids' hope for the future. We literally cannot make that happen. I want you to understand, you do not want the government stepping in to tell you about how to take care of your children. If you are doing what the doctors are saying is the right thing to do for your children, who is the government to come in and say, nah, we don't think that that's the right thing. We don't care what the doctors say. So I want you to really think about that. If you had a trans child and you wanted to support them and the whole medical profession is saying, this is how you support your trans child. And the government comes in and say, you know what? That's actually illegal. And we're going to criminalize you for that. We're going to say that you're abusing your child. These are the type of bans and type of felony stuff that's happening, like in Alabama, that they are trying to make it a felony for you to support your trans child, for you to for the doctors to help a parent that supports their trans child. If you are a parent, if you are a doctor, any type of service provider that is given transgender affirming care, they want to criminalize it and call it abuse. Crazy. Hmm. What type of parent will be disproportionately affected by these laws? Hmm. Maybe the type of parent that is disproportionately affected by the rest of the justice system. Black, indigenous, immigrant, poor, per usual. Some of these bills are allowing people to make health providing decisions based on religious beliefs. Now we know how that goes. We know history, how that repeats itself. We see the ramifications of that now in HIV hotspots around the country. People turning people away from prep, from medication that could be life-saving. These are tactics that we see do not work. These are tactics that we see lead to higher rates in HIV cases. So we know that when it comes, if you take it and put it in another arena like transness, and you allow people to not get the services they need, get the medications that they need, it can lead to higher rates of suicide. It can lead to higher rates of depression. I just had a conference call with the Trevor Project in, in you know, in talking about collaborating and, you know, organizing stuff. If you don't know what the Trevor Project is, it's been around since the 80s. It's provided crisis support services for LGBT youth for decades. They were very clear that even in recent times, within weeks, they have had an increase in call because of these crazy anti-trans bills and the narrative that's being spent. So we are already seeing the effects on the kids due to these crazy bills. And that's just unacceptable. And we're talking about healthcare that is already hard to access. <laughs> we're not talking about something that's just like, oh my God, easily accessible. This healthcare is already hard to get. And then you're going to have this other barrier, add this other barrier to the equation. This is just not right. It's not okay. The conservatives have lost so many battles. They are sore losers. 
from marriage equality, from this election. They are grasping at straws. They are just trying to grasp at every little thing that they can do to try to rally their base. And the low-hanging fruit is, of course, the most marginalized trans folks. So whatever you can do in your state to try to prevent these type of bills, talk to your senators, talk to your um, representatives. That's just what it is. You got to do what you got to do. It's no, it, we don't have time for sympathy. You really got to be a comrade on the front lines with us. So that's Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Okay. Y'all not here for my To Be Real song. Um, oh, To Be Real. Our pause is coming back on the second. <laughs> y'all both was looking at me like girl where are we going <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't catch the, the melody I didn't know I just heard dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I was like what is that <laughs> so my topic today y'all is ballroom okay oh because of- Pose is coming back on the second back right. the third season and third and final. Yes, the third and final season. And um legendary uh, um legendary, you know, the the voguing show, the ballroom show with um Megan the Stallion. Um well I don't know if she's gonna be a host, but you know, I don't know if y'all paid attention to it. It was on HBO. And it I wanted to just talk about that. Um and what I thought about it and my views on ballroom and how I got into it. And what do you guys, and I want to kind of want to think, oh, I'm sorry. I kind of wanted to ask you guys what y'all thought about it and your experience with it also. So oh, we kind of already have an idea of what you guys think about it. If y'all, if y'all listen to Marsha's play, Diamond has got, given her view and Z has given his view. But we have really talked about their experience in ballroom like how what like what happened and how they felt walking their category oh i can share that 
Yeah, I kind of wanted to go into that in like a little bit because I think that would be an in, uh, interesting perspective. Okay. So. I, my very first ball that I ever walked was 2003, <laughs> I feel aged, super aged, <laughs> 2003, the Balenciaga ball, it was okay. fucking huge, they had rented, a, um, they were in like a hotel ballroom space, and it, they had set it up, it, it was all set up. It was just so many people in there. Um, I'm, it, I, I just, I had never been to a space other than like maybe like a big city gay club that had this many people in it. Now, I think I've told this story before. The night before, it was some weird ass shit where they was doing coke, man, <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> Do y'all remember me telling y'all that story? No. But anyway, we came and we were in the hotel with these three trans women, um, and they were. We thought we was gonna have to fight them because they were acting so fucking strange, and we thought that they were trying to rob us. <laughs> it was crazy. It was just a whole weird ass story. I might tell this story on my live Friday. But anyway, <laughs> but they they weren't trying to rob us. They were just high as hell doing coke. And so, and so we end up going to the ball the next day and they were there at the ball because it was the big event. And so um, two of the girls, one was named Baby and one was named Shantae. And the other one was Mariah Revlon. And they had, um, they, they walked that Mariah, she, you know, she does performance or whatever. Um, and then the other girls, I don't really know what they did, but I think they walked realness. I think that's that they, those were their categories. And so the category was, you supposed to bring it Banji, like a Banji girl. So, what is Banji? What is Banji? Banji is a around the way girl. Like what we think like that's ghetto, what we think is like ratchet, a regular girl, like that you would see in the hood. Um, it means what kind of what we think about like ratchet and ghetto, but really it's kind of like the around, not necessarily ratchet and ghetto, but more like the around the way girl that, that you going to see in the hood, regular, regular, how she looks just tipping down the street, real, like a regular cis girl that you see in the hood walking around. Like that's Banji. That's what you, that's what I, my definition of Banji, right? That's and my so, the whole category, you were supposed to bring it Banji. And I got my tens. I got my tens. Like, you know how you come up to see if you even <laughs> need to compete against people. And so I got my tens, my realness tens. And but when it was time for us to get, they always, they said that I didn't look Banji. <laughs> but I didn't look bad. I really didn't look Banji because I was um, I was kind of dressed up sickening because I thought that that's what you were supposed to be. And the person who who kind of um who kind of pushed me to walk the, the category, it was just random. Like we didn't go here to walk a category. We 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 went here just to um you get what I'm saying, just to be in the event. And they were like, all right, well. 
Diamond, go and um, just walk it. Just walk. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Just walk it. So he had gave me an EBT card. <laughs> just tell the effect. Joe, <laughs> so what you came up like, bitch, I'm real. <laughs> yes just so i can sell the effect and i got my tears at first but then when i was with the when i was next to the girl the the other the the um i don't know who it was on the panel but they were like she's not banji like she's real but she's not banji like she looked like honey <laughs> like your sister like your church sister <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, so I did get shot because I wasn't Benji enough, and but we all knew that I wasn't Benji in in that space. But I loved it. I do remember the excitement of getting on the runway because they had the ones that you got to step up at the end, like we see at like the latex ball, and then you walk down. I do remember the nervousness, but the excitement. I like that feeling of, oh, this is it. This is it. Get up and da da da. da. So I did that feeling of walking about. I do. I did enjoy that. I enjoy getting the the selling it and getting your tens. Like, bitch, I know I'm real, bitch. So let's tip through, and you gonna see it. I may not be real as her or whoever I'm about to compete against, or I may not be as popular as her, but. I know you're gonna give me my dance. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm make you this. bitches know it. <laughs> right. And so the, and so that part is fun. Like that yes. part for me is fun. Everybody, you know, snapping and um just giving you your life, you know, really in the moment saying, bitch, are you real? Cause this is everybody looking at you. <laughs> this ain't just you in the mirror thinking you real. This is People who don't know you ain't never saw you before, just looking. <laughs> they like, uh uh, it's a chop, or all right, <laughs> we see it, we see it, you know, if, and not just the judges, the people that's aligned the, the runway. That's the that was that was exciting for me. Um, that was my first experience. My other experience was I felt like it was shade. This that one wasn't shade. I wasn't binge enough. I didn't feel like I was binge at all. I thought I was sick. <laughs> I thought I was I was I thought I was given a more, you know, polished more, more way more polished than a regular banji girl. But yeah. the second time I walked against this um this big girl and They said that they, that I wasn't painted enough, which was strange to me. Uh, right, right. It you was, was walking realness, or what was your? I, I can't remember what I was walking. I can't remember what I was walking, but they said I wasn't painted enough, and she was painted. Hmm. Which was strange, right? Which was strange because. I was looking at her like, girl, but she's a clock box. <laughs> and I was like, this this one is strange. I'm going to go back to one of the serious ones. Because <laughs> this, this was a ball that was in a place. This was like, um, was it Detroit? Was in a place that like, mm, 
Okay, Boston here. <laughs> it wasn't, it was, you know how you go to Boston in places that it's not, that's not like the East Coast or Atlanta, that's like, not like a big, big city. And it'd be like, mm, is this a Kiki ball, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and usually they are. Yeah, you're like, mm, all right. But yeah, she had, I got my tens, but she had, um, she had one because I said I wasn't painted enough. So I was like, okay. And so um, that was the second time. And then I walked another realness category and I was, um, who else? And this was like a small thing and I won that one. Yeah, that, that was the only three times that I walked that I walked. I got chopped at the Balenciaga, chopped at the um at that whatever that little ball was, and then I won this other one. Yeah. Right. So most of my career I've been chopped. <laughs> 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 most of my Boston career, you know, I was a chop girl. <laughs> oh, see, I feel like that's lame. Cause they, there's no way they can't see your realness. You've been real. No, I always get my ten, so that's what feels good. That I always get through on the first. Okay, so if you get through, then you didn't get chopped. You just lost against another girl. Yes, that's what it is. I always lose yeah, against another girl. So no, I didn't get chopped. So that yes, that's yeah. what it is. You got through. You just lost your battle. Honey. Yeah. Yes. What about you, Zay? How was well, your experience? I was introduced to it so like 2016, 2015. I was trying to find other black trans men on YouTube. And that's that was actually really hard at the time. Now there's more that are doing YouTube channels and stuff. But at the time, the only way I was seeing black trans men was on Ballroom. I click on one of them and it was very distasteful to me because I'm young and being introduced to black other black trans men. And I see people on stage have two trans men and saying, does he look like a real man? And that was triggering for me. And then being introduced to it that way was negative for me. And I think that's why now I still feel the way I do about it. Even though I participated in the BTAC ball, but I think BTAC or BTAC ball would be the only type of ball I would participate in because you know it's people that um, will encourage everybody at the end of the day. And you know that um, it's not performative. Like their 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 um, their love for trans people is not performative or just it's not about how they look when you leave and it's said and done. You see what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? That's what makes me feel comfortable with a VTAC ball. And I won that one with Mia. Uh, I won trans man realness and she won trans women realness. And we got the it's ball. It's queen realness. Oh, yeah. We got the uh, the plaques for that. Here they go. Let me show you. <laughs> um, okay. Um, oh, it's a little dusty. <laughs> so this, this is trans man realness. It looks like a piece of ice. <laughs> Basically. Because you can't see the writing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I was introduced to it. Um, it was just the, the the wording they were using, then them seeming like they were put on display. 
And that was just real uncomfortable. But now, now, now over time, I kind of have a little more comfortability with it because I get the sport. Like I could watch it with Mia and be fine. You know what I'm saying? And participate on, you know, she'll ask me what I think or whatever. And, you know, I'll participate. But, um, or I'll go to one. But um, to support me. Yeah. But it's mostly just for her. It's just not my thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go. Like, but I mean, I still feel the same way deep down. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, it's a strange feeling. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, uh, I don't know. It feels it feels weird because I think about it in the sense of like, what if white people were to be like, I hate this comparison, but what if they was to be like, oh, is he able to look like he can be high class? Does he look like? I don't know. It's just I don't know. Like have somebody like, does it look like he could assimilate with us? Does it look like he can, you know, pass? I know you hate that, but. It, it it just feels degrading. It feels no. Like, I don't hate anything. These are your feelings. Yeah. It it just it just mm, the it, it kind of just feels degrading in a way. That's just how I feel about the realness category. But as far as everything else, like when I see them performing and like these are really talented folks. You know what I'm saying? That really you can tell that they they breathe the shit. Like they really just go hard at dancing. Um, uh, Vogan or whatever. I, one of the Vogas I like is Star Revlon. And I like some of the trans women too. I don't know their names. But I like some of the trans women that... Tamaya, Laomi. Yeah, like that shit is dope. Like as far as the dancing and performance and stuff. Tati. Um, Asia Balenciaga. Well, I don't think she's a Balenciaga. I think she's a West now. Um... The definition of soft and cut. Um, I also like. Um, oh, I forgot her name. Um, so a lot of them playing bogus that I like, but you know, ballroom is is not just about performance. It's like, I love, and and that's what I really want to convey. Like, it's not. And, and that's what it seems like. It seems like ballroom is just around dancing, which is a lot of a lot, which is where it got a lot of its recognition from. When you think about like Madonna's Vogue video, and a lot of different like um, what's her name? Tiana Taylor worked this pussy. Um, just so many people have have taken inspiration from ballroom, whether it be our creativity from bazaar or the runway or um labels or streetwear like it's it's so much creativity that has been stolen away from ballroom and i think that every category should be accredited not just performance because ballroom and then also ballroom is more than just our what we do on the floor it's also what we do off the floor I, I really love my my favorite categories in this order are realness, face, specifically. Okay, fem queen face, fem queen realness, fem queen performance. I like butch queen performance too. 
And I love Runway. What else? Those are my things. Those are my, there are other categories, but those are my favorite. Oh, and then I also like, I also like labels, but only when step, um, only when the old heads walk. Like, I like for them to sell it like, um, I think her name is Stephanie Milan, old school Latinx um, woman, trans woman. Baby, when she come out in her labels, it's everything. I just yeah, she's I, my. I don't know. I know other label people, but she's the one that I always look for. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Stephanie is the one when it comes to a label. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to people know the ballroom is not just about performance, it's also about the other categories and the women in the scene are what kind of really made the the scenes. Yes, I think. But tell me this. Do you think that because I find performance to be more exciting than realness when I like everyday realness, I think it's cute. It um, No, no, no. I, yes, I think it's cute, but it's quite boring to me. Like every day, every, like regular, like when you get up in like the big categories where it's like cash prizes and they really going all out with props and their families is bringing them up with costumes and they though when it's that level of realness and face and sex cyber when it's that level i live that's when it's exciting because they really put a, in the entertainment value in selling right. the carter the simple as that they really they really put the value but just every every day is boring to me compared to performance. Performance is exciting because it's like a dance battle. <laughs> yes, and I get, I definitely get that, but I absolutely love those categories. Like, and I and I love sex iron too. I can't believe I forgot about that book. I love sex and body and and trilogy. And trilogy is where you have face, body, and realness. You know, that's really hard to come by, honey. Usually, you only got face. Or you only got body and to have both, baby. Yeah, I that's think. a starting package, bitch. Or you I got face and body and you're not real. <laughs> that you a pretty I, trans woman. <laughs> <laughs> I like um I like sex siren. Like now that you say that, I like sex siren and body because that adds something extra to it than it just being realness. I love. I, I love romance. Our, my favorite category of all time is Bizarre Bizarre. <laughs> if they bring it. Yes. If, they, if you bring Bizarre Bizarre, it is my tea. It is what I, I live for that. Like, I love, you know, the rest of them is cute, but Bizarre Bizarre is where, you know, you see the artists maybe come through. And I love that's that's actually my favorite category of all. But if I had to choose between performance and realness, I'm gonna choose performance just to watch. Now I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I ain't gonna walk it. <laughs> but it's to watch it. I just feel like performance is more entertaining than realness. Realness is boring unless it's a cash prize that when they have to work to bring it. But just regular degular, they gotta walk up there and sell it. Child, go sit down. I, I literally, it's not your team. I just, I feel like, I feel like the, 
I think what gimmick gave me and still gives me so much inspiration are the women from the 90s. Like, it, it, it was just, it seemed like that's, like, we were celebrated in those categories. Like, it, it, like the way that, the, like, the, the scene kind of just went up when they, like, if Ajanae bust through the door, if, or if Tanae, or if Octavia, or if, um, there's so many beautiful, I can't name all of them. Yeah, so many beautiful women. Not even, not even if they were just sickening. If they were just, it just, I just love the way that the community just show love to the girls in the in the scene, and and I think that's why I appreciate it and love it so much. You say they don't now. Um, no, it's not like it used to be. Like. Like, like they don't go up like they used to. Like it, you have to, like you have to look like literally like you have to look so sickening in order for, to get the crowd up these mm -hmm. days. Like back then, it was like, oh, you know, they like the whole building would wake up, and now they kind of just sitting it. Sometimes they just sit in the crowd and they just be looking so unimpressed. The only time they really just go up is for a butch queen, sex siren, butch queen body, or performance. Do you think it's because it's antiquated? Because it's antiquated? I'm saying, do you think that's because why? Like, because they seen it. So they just I like, think and there's so I many think. girls. There's so many different, there's so many advancements in technology. It's so many, like, as far as, the, you know, all the girls is honey getting. Obamacare, FFS, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's so many girls that are beat that it's like you got to be exceptional to stand out. Yeah, no, I agree, and that's exactly what I'm saying, Diamond. I I agree with you. I think because because back then it was a gag to see us look so real and 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 have face and have all these things. Now they're like, oh, we know what you can give. If you can't give like this exceptional city girl, um, I don't know Model. this this the way cis women look now that are animated and all this extra stuff. If you can't give us that, then they'd be like, oh, okay. That's shade. I see. I this cisgender girl was doing a live. It had nothing to do with this, but she was doing a live. And in her, the the general senses of the video was she was upset and offended by a lady complimenting her hair in this way. She said, "Your hair looks so good that it looks like a twenty-seven piece." And she was offended by it. Child, girl, I was like, you was offended by that? Anyway, and the, she yeah. was at the beauty shop and the lady said, God, your hair looks like a 27 piece. And she was like, why? That's the problem. I don't like you comparing me. She wasn't telling it to the girl. She was talking to her, but she was basically, um, but in the live, she was saying that I don't like to be compared to fake stuff. It's so many fake girls out here that, Y'all, as soon as you see something real, you got to ask me, where did I get it done? Like, if my body is real, I didn't get my body done. My hair is real. My lashes are real. But just because you see it and it look good, you think it's fake. I don't like that. And da-da-da-da-da, I'm offended by that. She just was being so extra about a compliment. I was like, girl, what? But in yeah, her... Right, it was weird, but in the conversation, you know, she had to slide in a jab to the trans women. <laughs> oh, but the trans woman who complimented her. 
No, no, but it didn't have anything to do with trans women. That's the thing about it. None of this happened. This was two cis women talking, and she came home and got on live and started ranting about it. And but in her rant, she says, "This is why it back. I remember back in the day, we would be able to tell these trans women and these drag queens from the real women." Because they were the ones that were animated and and da 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 da. Now everybody doing all this fake stuff. Everything's so fake, honey. You can't tell the real women or the drag queens. <laughs> I mean, it's, her language is problematic as fuck, but it's no shame. <laughs> so it's it's it was wild, crazy to me because. You know, I come from a different era. The trans women that I knew didn't want to be animated. <laughs> they wanted to blend in. They didn't want... If they got too much work, it's because they did it on accident. It wasn't because they wanted it. They It was... Now, now I remember one. Now, if you go down to Florida, the Florida girls, they were a different breed of trans women. <laughs> they wanted like to Pocahontas? Be, uh, Pocahontas. She was like light-skinned and she had this really big old booty. Precious, precious, precious from Florida. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, now, is it? It was ginormous. It was like, <laughs> but it looked it. It was blended well enough to think that it was hers. Mm. No, not precious, Duchess. Her name was Duchess. Yes. So, but uh, Miss T S Cherry, all the Braxton girls down in Florida, they love that animated body, but. Where I was from, it was that we wanted it to be natural. We wanted it to be even implants looked weird. We didn't because we was from a small town. So just keeping it real, not all the time, but I didn't know any black girls with implants. I did regular, regular black girls when I was growing up didn't have implants. That was I didn't know any either. Yeah, I didn't know where. I, now I could see if I lived in LA, if I lived in Miami, maybe if I lived in New York. I don't know, but we didn't. I didn't go in Indianapolis and Mississippi. Black girls wasn't running around with implants. That just wasn't normal. And so, if you had implants, that is something just like we were talking about earlier about little small things that'll get you clocked. That is something that dudes will clock you for. <laughs> uh -huh. Your titties are sitting up round and blah, 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 blah. Mm, and, and you in Indiana, bitch, fuck out of here. <laughs> you, you a dude. <laughs> uh -huh. they're, giving you, they're giving you all of that. Trade is wearing you out. You tip it and your shit is looking like implants, baby. They are wearing you out and saying, I think that's a dude, dog. <laughs> <laughs> look at her titties. Her titties don't even look real. Mm-mm. <laughs> They that, did get that. If you didn't look natural, like they would be like, "Oh, now it's that's like a trans woman." Everybody, mm, I don't think so. No, now I've, I've, there's so many, and I the reason why I don't agree, Papa, is because like like the cut said. I mean, I'm sorry, like the cis woman said. <laughs> the girls are getting these BBLs on top of BBLs on top of BBLs on top of breast implants on top of smile. <laughs> They like when you look at like okay, I know I'm not the only one. I know y'all be seeing, or maybe it's just on my feet. No, but I know y'all see those um undergarment wares and stuff that they be advertising, 
and they have like them women who have BBLs and I don't know if they have BBLs or not, but it looks like they got their value done. And it's like thousands of them with the same type of body, the small ass waist, the big ass hips and the booty and the big titties. A lot of trans women were built like that, but the back in the day, the um the the girls wasn't built like that. They was giving you very much so um the girl girlfriends and living color and you know just very well i'm talking about now when you see when i see some some women that are really surged out sometimes i'm like hmm that's like an old school trans woman aesthetic that i've seen you right. see what i'm saying like sometimes right. i look at some cis women it's like hmm it's interesting like she looked like Hmm. I think some people are doing that. They like unsure because they know how well trans women can blend. So they kind and then like when they super surge, they probably like because hmm. I know I do it. Yeah, I mean the cis women don't want to give the trans women the credit, but they definitely used to ask us. Although if they seen, they knew we was trans and we had our bodies done, they would ask us where we got it done so they could do it too. And now you see them all with my animated bodies. I just wonder what the new cis woman body gonna look like in the future. Is it gonna be animated or are we gonna go back to natural? Or is it gonna be just bigger than that? I don't know. Well, some are liking both. Some are embracing both. Well, I was Honestly. talking to an old head the other day and she said it, it's always been popular to have a big booty. So. In the black In the black This type of booty though. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, honey, a Nicki Minaj booty and what and uh, like a Jessica Dime booty. What are these booties we seeing now? You know, these are, I, I, this is what's crazy. I would see there was per, this is a perfect example. I remember when I was growing up and I would watch 106 in Park free from 106 in Park. Her booty used to be so big to me. Like in my mind, I'm like, damn, free booty looks so big. I didn't, I didn't think it was fake, but it was like unusually big in my mind. But when I would go, now that I go back and see clips of 106 Park in them, I'm like, mm, her body kind of regular compared compared to what we seeing now. Where I'm like, oh, these are some big Buffy the Body ass fucking booties that that even Buffy the Body is looking regular nowadays. You feel what I'm saying? Like, remember back in the day, Buffy the Body's booty used to be like, damn, but then when you know? right, but then when you see her now, you like, oh, that's yeah, that's or pinky. I was just about to say, if you want to see some big booties and porn, pinky, pinky website, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. She got full. Is nothing but big old dicks and big booties. Oh, okay. Yeah. When the last time you were in that website? <laughs> <laughs> you leave it. Oh, I got you brought it up. When the last time? I'd come across her porn because she got her own website now. Oh. It's Pinky XXX. It's about her. Yeah. Yeah. I just. It's just. It's just totally different than what I what I thought back in the day. Now it's just like God. Everybody got these, but Dunkle Donks, and not. I don't have no problem. I won't. You know. I don't want no but Dunkle Donks, but um, you know, I'm. I'm not gonna, I'm never as a, I just feel it be like super hypocritical for me to, you know, trip about yeah. somebody getting surgeries or whatever. I'm a whole trans, 
with tons, honey, this body is what it is. <laughs> so and so with with enhancement and some natural parts. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I, you know, I have no problem with that. But I do see a difference in what we think about as far as bodies and the, the dimensions that are looked at now and getting attention now but there was a version there's a version of that in every generation like yeah. you know like even remember when they were saying that j-lo had a big butt remember when they were saying that she had a big butt yeah. and I selena guess, is what really did it they was like Ooh. huh selena when she did selena she was giving us a body but when we look at it now it's not that's no. abnormal like i was watching selena um her video when she had on the purple yesterday like um bitty bitty bumba that that live video at the astrodome that that video y'all know what i'm talking about um but she she looks regular like it looks like a regular body but you know when i saw it back when j-lo did the the video i was like oh she does got she is kind of strapped but when i look at it i'm like mm, that looks regular compared to what we see now it just it's just totally different and i see and back in the day when girls would get asked about where you get your body work done most of the time for me this is i don't know anybody else's experience but my experience it was strippers that would be asking me what who 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 did my body how can i get my body done blah 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 because my body looked but the reason why they were asking me was because my body looked like it it was natural it didn't look like it was created <laughs> and so people where it looked like it was unnatural people didn't want to go to them that whoever did their body when it looked unnatural they didn't want to go to her <laughs> they wanted to go oh your shit look real how what's that i need that <laughs> and yeah. so i was always a girl that wanted it to look natural so i did, i took my time in getting my body where i wanted it to be and so it never was a um issue they it was always people it, it was never an issue for me to look animated like i ain't never had somebody come up to me and say oh where you get your body done and oh oh i can tell that it's fake because of that that ain't never been like because i never got to the point where my measurements were abnormal i really followed the normal um i think it's anthrometrics like what what is the average range of a woman what is of a cisgender woman like if you just was born this way <laughs> what is that and so when i when i'm looking when i was creating my figure i was like oh i'm gonna make sure that my waist to hip ratio is this i'm gonna make sure that my breasts are whatever they are and you know even when i first got my breasts done um i was making sure that i wasn't going too big now they don't got big because the bitch done got gained weight but that's what tits are gonna do when you gain weight tits, tits get bigger <laughs> and so i wanted to make sure i wanted it natural i didn't want to get implants i didn't want to have that round that really really round sitting up look i wanted the sag i wanted the jiggle 
I wanted when a dude touched my body, it felt like a natural body. It didn't feel like hard shit in my body. <laughs> I didn't want that. And when I would be around cisgender girls, I would be like, man, even my mom, when I first got my breasts done and she first saw them out of the shirt, my mom was like, literally went up to me and did like this. <laughs> <laughs> like two hands on my titties and was like pushing them together and like she was like these motherfuckers look so fucking real she just was like this is crazy and then she was moving them and i was like <laughs> it was awkward but that's what i'm going for i want you to feel she's holding her titties she was like it's doing exactly what mine do it's moving it's like you know what i'm saying and even to this day, when I hook up with dudes, that's what they say. They was like, your shit just looks real. Yeah. I think that's why I never got surgery. Like, people would assume that I, I had surgery because I'm a trans woman. Like, they would automatically assume. And I'm like, no, baby, I haven't had no surgery. So. Right. And they're like, uh, like, some people wouldn't even believe me because I'm a trans woman. they just like, you can't be shaped like that and be born male. A boy. Oh boy, you are. There's no way you naturally look like that. You really ain't looking at these niggas' bodies under the clothes. Woo! Woo! Listen, baby, some of you niggas' booties is bigger than mine. Them they thighs be right. They be like, ooh, you put a uh, dress on that, it'll look. Ah, 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 ah. Don't put nothing on you. Cause I know I remember my um my cousin. He had put on this dress. Me and my me and my other cousin. So my, me and my other my gay cousin, our straight boy cousin, his brother, was trying to be funny, and came out of the room with like this Chiquita banana shit on his head and one of their sister's dresses. Just being just a kiki, just being funny, just like a cackle. Uh -huh. And when he came out the room, me and my gay cousin looked at him like, <laughs> do you see his body, though? Like, yeah, I know he being funny, but this body is snatched. <laughs> if you take from the chest down, this looking right. <laughs> It was, it was, it was curved. The thighs was looking right. It was the case was looking right. We was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it would be, we were gagged because we had never noticed it until he put it in this dress. And we were like, whoa, like you eating that dress alive. <laughs> you think that's no. why men like oh, yeah. wear big, big clothes so they can hide their shakes? Especially back then, like in the in the nineties, they always were big, baggy, fucking long ass tees down to their fucking knees. It was uh, you definitely didn't get to see their shape as much as we they did, like in the eighties. You really got to get into them. That's true. They even wore tighter clothes than now. Baby, them the basketball shorts that they used to wear was baby, you been down too long, your balls gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But that was my topic, y'all. Thank y'all um for answering my questions. It's interesting getting y'all points of view of ballroom. <laughs>
So we recently talked about this person. Um, not recently, but it's been a while, right? It's been like a year. Yeah, we don't never talk about this person. Oh no, we do, but we rarely mention Miss Dan. We only talked about this person once when they were only once when they were running for some kind of position in Georgia. So Angela Stanton is back in the news because she is going on Dr. Phil with her transgender daughter. Um, Before you finish, yes. she also did a video recently of why she stormed off Dr. Phil's show and went on a rant, like a transphobic, homophobic rant after leaving off the, the yeah, scene. So this happened yeah. about... This happened about mm, maybe like two weeks ago, right? And so she is a conservative commentator. She's a conservative. She is like a black conservative woman. Trump supporter. Huh? Trump supporter. Trump supporter. Um, conservative black woman. You know, just like people don't like to claim that they're conservative, but there is a lot of particular religious conservative mm -hmm. black people like it really my, is particular religious ones my family your family most of my family so while they may not like the racial side <laughs> of mm -hmm. the right of the conservative party of politics they do like the rest of it so that's why we see a lot of these gospel artists will come out of the woodworks black ones and say oh i'm a trump supporter you like what <laughs> so you know that's why we see it because a lot of the values of the right quote unquote they align with um black conservatives so her daughter jb's is a trans woman and which is wild that this this crazy bitch would have a fucking um trans daughter. Trans daughter. Uh, that had gagged me, but it gives you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. That's that's what it is. Like, I just hate that she is in a family with somebody this toxic. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so horrible. But she goes on this rant, um, and she's basically goes on Doctor Phil. With, to talk about the issues with her trans daughter who is estranged from her who doesn't talk to her and Dr. Phil brings in Ashley Marie Preston to help facilitate the conversation to try to be an expert and lead the conversation and bring her on to help talk the mother through what maybe what her daughter's trying to explain to her right and so mm -hmm. what happens is she storms off and basically she was like how the hell you gonna tell me the mother who birthed a son that now my son is a daughter and how this big grown big burly ass man that you done brought can tell me anything about my child and you can't even have children you can't tell me nothing about my child she goes in her whole rant is transphobic and she is reading ashley marie preston toxic as fuck toxic on the show it's they're gonna air it but she stormed off <laughs> before they could even finish so they continue to have the conversation but that this woman we've talked about her and we've 
you know, discussed her before. This woman has a trans daughter. I didn't even know this. Like I didn't even when I, I didn't know talked about her when we talked about her during the political season when she was running for office. I did not know that she had a trans woman, a trans daughter. And I was like, what? This is when crazy. you seen it, right? On the uh -huh. like a yeah, I gag too. That bitch had got my um my George Floyd po um protest um taken down on my page. That had kind of burnt my pussy because that meant a lot to me. But I had got her fucking her thing that she did with the trans man, what's his name, Caden? Where she was like, she was sticking people on him and what during his pregnancy and afterwards you That's when we first talked about her. You hateful bitch. And I got her shit taken down. And then she went to my page, got my, my protest stuff taken down. Evil bitch. But it, that's when, when I realized she had a trans daughter. That's when it clicked to me why she's so pressed. And sometimes some people do it out of just doing it because that's what they felt like doing <laughs> like conservatives they just love like just just how you talked about the lady just brought up trans women out of nowhere like nowadays they just like to keep trans people in their mouths for no reason but like it really made sense why she's so hateful like she would she's she's trying to push policies to stop her own child from progressing to stop her own child from being able to transition safely yeah. and have protection yeah. I was like, damn, like as a as a child, like I don't know if I could ever fuck with my mama. Like you publicly tell that everybody you publicly shame me. Fuck you. Like at that point, I, I would just the be whole like world. at this point, I would just be like, I guess I don't fuck with my mama. And that's so sad. And me. that's why bought a lot of, you know, bitch. Oh. I'm sorry, I can't really talk. It just that upsets me so much that to see people have to go through that because you know we go through that, but like to see it, like in like your whole mama a politician trying to push against your life. Yeah, your mama. But it needs to be seen. Your mom. It needs to be seen because all we because just like the cops killing us and and we're able to see it, that shit needs to be seen too. And these be the same type of people that say. Well, I really don't have nothing against trans people, but I know God is against it. Like they'll try to say that, but you'll go that far to denouncing trans folks or stop us from getting protections and rights and being seen. Like that shit just baffles me. Oh, you to your own child. That shit baffles your own child. You like, bro. That's crazy. But with with the Kirk Franklin thing, mind your business. But with this is like. You talking about me? Oh no no. Cause I said mind your business. Oh you did. I was me. You did. Well. So what no, you trying to say? I don't look at it like no mind your business. I don't look at it like that. Cause when a parent is being trash, no. They should be held held accountable. Yeah, okay, I agree. No, it's not right. I agree. Especially if it's public. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you. They gonna talk. Everybody about deserves it. to be held accountable for that. People gonna talk about it. I don't know. I just, I, I want to make room for, not I want to make, but just for the sake of conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, how easy would it be for you to go along with something that you just don't believe is true? 
how easy would it be for me to go along with something that's true? Well, if it's my child, I would try my hardest, everything in me, because I know that there's parents out here that are losing their children that want to be with their children. Their children are passing away from either cancer or their children are just getting killed by police. Their children are out here getting murdered by the senseless shit. I would want to protect my child. And if I know my child is trans, I would do everything I can to protect that child, to push laws to where my child will be protected. You know, even if I don't agree with it, I still want my child to be safe out here. That's just me. I have that integrity, that heart, that real nigga shit in me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to go to how easy would it be to go again? It wouldn't be easy. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be easy. But when it comes to my child, I ain't going to try. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I would try my hardest to understand. Mm. Do you feel like that's a biased point of view? Yes, it is. I would try my hardest to understand, not go, not go on fucking national TV and embarrass myself and embarrass my child. But I mean, it is like. But under go ahead. I, I well to answer your question, I feel like I would, if I didn't agree with it, I would ask questions. I would try to understand. But does understanding get so y'all keep both of y'all saying this? Does understanding actually change your mind? I no, can understand that you think that you're a woman, but I don't agree. Yeah, but this is my thing. I would I would try to educate myself, right? To to understand why you why this person feels the way they do, even though I don't agree, right? But I'm not going to do things that incriminate this person, that makes this person's livelihood in danger, that that makes this person mental health be off. I'm not going to do things to purposely harm this person if I don't agree with them. Yes, but what if I think that what you are doing is harming you? Well, I think from Angela's point of view, she understand from her understanding, she understands that somewhere deep down there's an underlying reason other than what her daughter is probably saying, like how my dad feels. It's like, oh, okay, I hear you. I understand transgenderism. I'm learning about it. But deep down, I know that there is some underlying reason regardless. And what I feel like is right is denouncing it and still not believing it, still not calling you your pronouns, still not calling you a man. Right. I mean, I and me, and when you listen to her rant, when you listen to her rant, she feels it is her obligation as a mother to save her child from this lifestyle. Like this ain't just, this ain't just, I'm, um, I'm just not understanding. This is, I understand what you are saying. I think this is crazy. And I think that you are being led down a hell bound path that can lead to disease, that can lead to somebody murdering you, that can lead to 
all these things. So I feel as a mother, I'm not letting you all get my son. You all with this this crazy trans talk. You all with this this idea making my son believe that he a woman. It is my responsibility as a mother. This is my child to make sure that y'all do not get him lost in the sauce. Like I, it's my like this is how they feel. They feel like this is my job. I'm not gonna let y'all twist my mind into thinking that my son, who I birth, is a woman. I am trying. I am. I. It's my. It's not just. I don't understand. I think that this is a spiritual battle that the devil is trying to take my son. If you think about it on that level. That's deep. You can't you can't really battle that. <laughs> like you can't battle it. Like it's like when somebody takes it to that extreme. It's it's not like, "Oh, I don't understand and I'm not I'll I'll change when I do understand." This is somebody who's saying, "I do understand and I think that this is wrong and I think that this is in act it's actually my purpose. This is a battle that God put in front of me to to fight and y'all are not going to get my son. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to constantly be against him. So, so when he is ready to turn his life around and come back to me, he can always say that I was fight, fighting in his corner on the, on the side of God, on the side of right, on the side of not this crazy world that we live in where people, where men think that they are women. Yeah, That's you not, really can't. So I would just not fuck with my mom. Yeah, it has to get to a point where... And I'm and I'm and I'm not playing devil's advocate because the the no that's real though the that's devil real. doesn't need an advocate. That's but real. I, it, it gets to a point when you have this type of toxicity, when you have this type of parent, when you have this type of friend, when you have this type of sister, when you have this type of brother, when you have this type of teacher, when you have these type of people that. They are against you on a not a not a, a I don't understand level, but on a you are the enemy. You are the right. enemy. You are what's wrong with the world. You are the scum of the earth. When they have this level of hate for you, that is when you have to be diligent about protecting yourself, diligent about staying out of these people's face. Because they don't look at you as a human being. They look at you as a demon and they will kill yeah. you. And yeah, they will kill like, you. Yeah, kind of like the, the way white people see black people, the exact same way. They call us, they call us niggers and stuff. And we and we twirl them when they call us the, a nigger, don't we? Most of us do twirl them. So I feel like if if you if one of you homophobic, transphobic motherfuckers call me a man, you should be twirled just the same as I twirl a white person. That calls me a nigga. I think that you should get the same rap. There's nothing different. You're per per you're perpetrating the oppressor. You're doing exactly what the oppressor is doing. There's no difference, bitch. And oh, no, I'm not talking to you, mother. I'm just upset. So I, I, I and, and they don't see it that way, but that's how I view it. And and when and some of them do use the knowledge and understanding against us. Like for instance. They'll, they'll tell each other how to clock. 
like they'll say like with trans men they'll say yeah like look at their chest or look at this and look at this and and they'll use it as ammunition to be hateful and they know even with these laws they are passing they know what the low blows are and how to make it a domino thing to where it can ultimately be where I don't know where it's what what the what the conservative agenda is, but the agenda is to stop us from transitioning. And they know that the younger we transition, the easier it is for us to pass. So and they know that that that's that leads to a better life for us so that if we can stop you so that the younger the younger you are, the easier it is for you to pass a weekend because we can really tell who you are when you transition lately unless you get like surgeries and stuff. But if if I know that you you have the same type of access to being passable as a cis woman and and, and, and I'm sorry, this is just my what this is this is how I feel. And I'm not saying that everybody feels this way, but I feel like that's what they have to know because we talk about it. I know they researchers just like that, like we research them. And they and they'll show, like for instance, they'll show they'll. I got family. Oh, and I, I don't mean to me. trigger anybody about passability politics because I I just know that I'm sorry, baby. Go ahead. I'm sorry. They be showing like. They be spreading detransition videos like wildfire. Like even Angela, she she shared a detransition video. Like they they they'll they'll research us. They definitely they research do. us. And the only time they'll share us and be loving it is when somebody detransitions. That's the only time. Right. These one percent exceptionals. And they feel in, but this is what they the, the, you only need a mustard seed of faith. They only that one percent, if you think about it, in when you in the context of spirituality, particularly fundamental Christians, it's only a mustard seed that I need of faith. And so if it's one percent of trans people that de detransitioning, my child is the one that's gonna be in that one percent because I pray about it. I'm a God-fearing person. I know God will save my child if I just stay steadfast on this journey to get my child to turn around. And so these people are toxic, these people are not gonna change, they're not gonna be in um a space where they it's not about them not understanding. This is about is I understand what you're trying to tell me. I just do not believe it. And I am not going to go along with what you're, you're telling me. I'm not going to go along with what you can show me all the scientists. You can show me all the blah, 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 blah. I'm not here for it. And you're not going to bring my child down that road of demonism. So that's what it is. So. And, and um i know my my big mama she she uh she said me is not allowed there but i still am she still ain't changed her mind she, i would never she, go somewhere she, i'm not she allowed she pushed her 90 i'm pretty sure her mind not gonna change and i'm unbothered just know if we have children you can't see my baby she pushed 90 so her mind ain't gonna change some of their minds just not gonna change I'm pretty sure my father's mind not gonna change. Like, I'm just, not. I wouldn't. I. I don't care if my baby just. If if I if we if we ever have children, if if my my child is um, heteronormative, I don't give a fuck if it is accepting to you. You will not be around my child because that ain't nobody finna put no type of anything into my child. Especially if you're the enemy, you're not finna put nothing into my child's you ear. You know your dad. You know your mom. You know your mama used to be a man, and your daddy is really a a woman. So really, your daddy is your mama, and your and your mama is your daddy. Right. 
<laughs> I would beat the brakes off that. Ooh, Jesus, I don't even want to think about that. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know how I would be with children because I also have to think about my child. Um, just because mm, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Feel about I just what? um cutting my child off from a potential support system because just because they have an issue with me, if my child is just a cis heteronormative child that could be somebody that could be a support system for them and cutting that cutting that off just because they're toxic to me doesn't mean that they're going to be toxic to my child but what if they are that's a chance well if they are then i don't bring my child around them but what if they because you know children are young like there are some children who will get afraid and be like oh you know don't tell your mommy don't tell your daddy this between both of us they can but then anybody could do that any anybody if you if that's that's a if that's anybody (laughs) anybody my goal if i have a child my goal is that i i am the safe place for my child (laughs) i i you know and this is a big thing for me to say but i don't feel like i'm going to be whooping my child um i I used to be like oh i'm i'm whooping my child (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, but as, I, as as time go on, has gone on, I want to be the safe place for my child. I want my child to feel safe. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to hope I don't I can't predict the future. I'm not a robot. I can't protect my child from every trauma harm that they could possibly come across. I can't do that. But what I hope is that I create a space for if something does happen my child can come to me and talk to me about it and feel safe with telling me and feel like I'm going to do what's in my power. Believe them. First of all, believe them and do what's in my power to vindicate a situation of justice. When, if something does happen, but I'm talking about just cutting, like say I have a, like my grandmother, Mm -hmm. she's, she's passed away. But if I had a child, particularly a boy child i would not feel like my grandmother would treat my boy child a negative way just because i'm trans my grandmother she treated boy children in my life wonderful (laughs) she was so sweet to them she didn't like me because i was queer so that doesn't mean my grand my grandchild who if if it's a cisgender child cisgender straight child should be because of our history shouldn't should have if she was alive i'm just using her as an example that i would cut her off or not or intentionally not allow her to see them now it might work out that way because i'm i'm their parent and i'm not breaking my neck to go see my grandmother but say that we were in a situation where you know we had to engage with each other I'm not going to be like, oh, no, don't talk to them. They're mean. They were mean to me when I was younger. Uh, it's just it's just going to be a way that I'm not going to um, limit my child's engagement to people who really may be potential allies. Like, like look at Tessa. Look at your sister, Tessa. If you had a child, even though Z and her may not get along, do you think that she would mistreat your child? 
Y- y'all have to question that, then that's not safe. <laughs> if y'all have to <laughs> take this long, you think Tessa would mistreat your child? I don't think she would. I don't think that she would. I don't think that she would like intentionally mis- mistreat my child. I don't think that. I I just I, I would be her alone. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be skeptical of what influences would be a be mm-hmm. around my child so she wouldn't be alone uh, she she definitely wouldn't be alone with that why what, what are you talking about like her smoking i'm talking about actually harm your child like do you think she would i don't think she would no. she yeah. wouldn't harm no, she would like now. Nah, nah, you know, she's cussing, and you don't want your child to cuss, then maybe da da da. But I'm talking about actually do intentional things to harm your no. child. I just, no. I just can't see no. that. No. I don't know, but you know, that's y'all people. But I just can't I see that. that. Yeah, no. so that's what I mean. I don't think that just because somebody has a problem with you means that they're gonna mistreat your child. So, but I understand the. Mm. You know, the hesitation. And you can't just, well, mother, you can't say I, I'm not allowed to be around you, but my child is. That's crazy to me. Oh, no, no, no. That would be different because how would y'all even come in contact if I can't? Well, I don't know because, yeah, you and Z are in a different situation because. I would take the kid to visit her, but the kid wouldn't be there alone. Right, but Mia can't come. You see what I'm that's saying? That's strange to me. That's a strange, that is a strange situation. But like I just said, I don't know if that's cutting off somebody who could potentially be a part of your child's support system. I don't know. It is crazy. I, and I may have to think about it again because I can't imagine I'm sending my child. But because they're with their dad, I wouldn't be, it's like they're yeah. with their dad. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would have to. I definitely would have to think about that. Would you let your so audience? Would you let your child go somewhere that you are not welcome? If Ooh. if your spouse, if you're the family of your spouse doesn't like you, would you let your child go to the over the house of the family of your spouse? Hashtag, and that happens. Yeah. Hashtag March's place. So if you had a baby by a guy or a girl. And their family didn't like you, and you weren't welcome to, at their house. Would you allow your baby daddy or your baby mama take your child to those people's house? Are you going to say no? Or are you going to say yes? I've seen a lot of people say definitely yes. not leaving them by themselves, but mm-hmm. but if so their dad takes, hmm. So how would you respond to that, Z? If you if Mia said no. No, I don't want my child going over there. If I'm not, if I'm not welcome, my child's not welcome. I mean, I would understand honestly, because if it was flipped, I would get it. I'd be like, well, think about it. I'd be like, well, I would be there. I would never leave them by themselves. Think about it, but just know what you said that. You know, you could be potentially making them miss out from knowing who their great grandma is or who their grandpa or grandma, whoever it is, is and what effects that might have on them, knowing that the person was alive, but we kept them away 
because of small differences. Like think about the big That's picture. a small difference to you, Papa. Bands that's like old. that's like your that's like my mother my like my great my 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 mother's mother racist. being racist and saying you're not mixed with white at all you mixed with Hispanic I'm sorry not Hispanic you mixed with like Latinx and and black and since you got both minorities you can't come over oh, actually but I can come over because I'm mixed with white actually that kind of happened my my little sister she's mixed with white and black. Her family is racist, trash, and my dad is black, and they don't care for him, but they'll they love her and support her, and you know they take her as their own. And I was even allowed over. Me and my sister was allowed over my my cousin, but they don't care for my dad. And you know, like it's kind of the same situation. Like he still was just like, well, that's her mama family. But I'm talking about you. If oh, my great grandmother was racist and she said, Oh no, you don't got no white in you, baby. You can't come over here. Would but you let the kids said, come. Would you want the kids to come over there? I wouldn't want it, but if you wanted it and if you was by them, if you was there protecting them and did not leave them by themselves, I you I would probably be okay with I it? probably would just would let it go. I ain't gonna lie. I probably would. Even though I would be upset a little bit, but I would be so there. I would be really afraid of the influences that this person with this mind frame would have on my. But child. I would, I would also teach the child. You know, like that person you went over there. They don't really care for me. Like I would make it known. But is that so, bad? So, but it's up to you. Is that influencing that no, child? No, it's up to you. It's perspective to, no, no, versus no. on what they want. Mm -hmm. What with their it's, own it's perspective? Good. It's good. Are it's you good. sure? It's good to let them see because that's for my dad. Then he would let me see the bad influences and then come back home to the safe space and then I'll know right from wrong and I get the choice to be around them or not. And later on in life, I don't want to be around them. <laughs> it's the truth. Like I don't care to be around those same people. He let me know, took me to the side and let me know this and this and this is negative. Okay. But, yeah, but I, I just like my brother, he he just has a very different experience with my mom. I mean, not my mom, my grandmother. Like they it's a very different experience than I do. Like we we talk about this all the time. In when she was living how she treated me and how she treated my brother were two night and day night yeah. and day but it was because he didn't have any of the queer shit and so she treated him sweet nice tender she, she treated my little brother better than she did my mom mm -hmm. and she was a grandmother so i can't really say i and that my brother was devastated when my grandmother passed away <laughs> devastated like distraught just <laughs> oh my grandmother and i'm over here like huh <laughs> like he called me it's like oh you going to the funeral you gonna come to the funeral no <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh, i'm not i gotta work <laughs> Lady. Lady. honey i got lotions to put on people 
<laughs> That's very how I was. Like I was not. I uh, no, no. I didn't see the point. But he was <laughs> devastated. But that's because she treated him like a little prince and so i can't imagine you know i just think i think they can be different with different kids so i don't know i can't i, I can't say that i'm 100 like if a motherfucker's mama said oh i don't like your your wife and so the kids can come but she can't i can't say that i 100 would be like fuck no my kids are not coming over there i can't say that i would not and I can't say that I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I, I can't, I can't, I don't know where I was standing at. I would, I would let her know though, like, well, I, I'm not gonna be bringing the child, the children over all the time because, first of all, my partner is not allowed, their own parent is not allowed. And what would that mean to them? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how does that make your child feel? That wouldn't make them feel comfortable. So they could visit you one time. After that, we I would put some conditions out there. You putting conditions on me, and you don't even know who I'm with. And you putting these conditions, I'm putting some no, conditions on you. No, she knew who you. I the first time I met your grandmother was at her birthday. I, was, I don't know. Bro. I was very sweet to her. I was nice, and she paid me dust. And I I didn't understand because at first I thought it's because she was old and she and she just really didn't. She she was like not slow mentally, but just like you know, just like just not really there kind of couldn't hear that good and i'm like okay well maybe she can't hear and you know she's just old in age but she can hear she can definitely hear and she was just paying me dust and she didn't like me so that her best her banding me from her house was like oh it was a confirmation like oh, okay so you basically didn't care for me so she never came to the birthday party well anyways that those the conditions i would put down I feel it's really petty, in, like in you shouldn't be able to see my child, but I would honor your wishes. Well, all right. I think we have done a show. I think that's I think that's a good question. Y'all, y'all tell us what y'all think. Can your children go over their grandma or auntie or dad at the house if you are not welcome with their with your partner, with their father or their mama? What's the tea? Let us know what you think. Hashtag Marsha's play. Thank you. All right. Um, what else is happening? Um, we, on the on the twelfth, if I'm not mistaken, we have like a me and Z are doing a sex ed education um, at the Montrose Center with um, one of one of our supporters. She she I I, I want to. Um, her Instagram name is Your Man's First Choice, baby. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Jules. Yes, Jules. And um she's so she's so Where's Joel? Joel? Her name, her name is Jo um Joel. Yes, Joel. Yes. Hey Joel. Hey girl. Hey boo. Uh, um, so yeah, definitely um look forward to that. I I'm not sure when it'll be airing, but we'll keep you guys updated. All right, y'all. So hit us up. Be safe out here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Perfect, y'all. I will see y'all next week. All right. Yes, ma'am. See you. 
Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, God.